0: 7.02 Afternoons with Relebo Hilema Eight minutes to two o'clock. We are jumping to a conversation around the relationship. And the link between food preparation and spirituality. And we're joined by Professor Yaku Beyers from the University of Pretoria, specializing in religions of the world and, uh, uh, and a whole lot of other things like ritual symbolism and theology of religion. Professor, welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation and good afternoon to your listeners as well.
0: Professor, um, I've been so fascinated, you know, with us having had conversations previously on the show, particularly around foods that people avoid at funerals around food preparation, because we we know some of the bigger religions and why, for example, um, one who is Islamic would, you know, opt to have halal food and then those that are Jewish would opt to have kosher food. Um, but I'm curious as to why is there a relationship around food preparation and all different kinds of beliefs? And is it only related to meat or is it also related to plant, plants and fruits?
1: All right yeah, thank you and no, it's, it's a good question, a very comprehensive question. Uh, I'll try and answer it in terms of, of different models that mm. we have, and this is important to realize it's not only a, a, a subjective personal choice how you prepare food and what you eat. Uh, there, there are certain models governing our thoughts in this regard, and I think one of the main models is a, a way in which people uh, differentiate the world, reality we live in, differentiating between the sacred and the pure and the impure. So everything in reality can be classified as either being uh, belonging to the, poor, uh, the pure or the impure. And this also applies to food. And then with this model in mind, uh, many religions would then uh, uh, categorize certain foods, uh, drinks to belong to that which is pure and permissible to use, and that which is not, uh, so not uh, p- appropriate to eat or drink. So, so in this regard, it's much more rather about the, the models that uh, we would find among religions. It's not merely just a haphazard choice of, uh, oh, I prefer this or I don't like mm. that. There are there, certain models governing the way we uh, understand food. And, and it's also attached to an idea of uh, all right, what we put inside of our bodies. Mm. Um, it, it's, uh, it's not only nutritional, uh, physiological feeding of this body we have, but in this sense, we use the same language when we talk about feeding our soul or feeding mm. our spirit. Uh, In that sense, it's also connected uh, within this body. There's a soul and spirit that needs spiritual feed or spiritual food. Mm. Uh, In that sense, it it governs the way in which religions decide on, all right, what we eat and what we don't eat. So let's talk then
0: about meat specifically and the fact that for you to have that meat, life needs to be taken. What are the rules that sometimes govern that and why is it so important?
1: Yes, thank you. Among uh, several religions like Judaism as well as Islam, are certain restrictions regarding uh, how meat is prepared and when it is considered appropriate for human consumption. Mm. Now, of course, it all starts out of the the way in which an animal is slaughtered and by whom and in which place it takes place. So there are several regulations in Judaism as well as Islam uh, governing the way in which the meat should be prepared while slaughtering. It must be a a person from a particular religious affiliation using a particular tool uh, and, and and the space in which it takes place needs to be dedicated and uh, purified. In the end, it's all about uh, using a tool to cause minimal uh, pain and Mm. discomfort to the animal being slaughtered because that's an important aspect as well when it comes to meat especially. Uh, The animals shouldn't suffer. So uh, a sharp knife that would uh, immediately kill the animal, for example, um, and a particular person doing it in a particular place. So when it comes to meat, uh, there are rules uh, in terms of how the slaughtering should take place. But also... What animals are permissible to eat and which not? You, can, you cannot just eat meat of any animal, uh, especially in Judaism and Islam. You would find that only certain specific animals are uh, prescribed or deemed uh, appropriate to eat. Uh, once again, the distinction between pure and impure, because some animals are deemed impure, uh, not appropriate for eating, while others... Like, like the pure. swine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Pork meat is not permissible to eat. And it's, there's, it's very difficult to determine what are the rules to determine what's pure and impure. Uh, there's a rough uh, indication categorization that indicates animals with a split hoof uh, not uh, good to eat. But, but there are deviations and uh, differences, uh, interpretations on this as well. So there's not one strict rule. But when it comes to animals, yes, uh, pork, no, not, not permissible to eat.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and how are you seeing this um, also translate into, because it's not just a religious thing, it's also a cultural thing in terms of, you know, some cultures, for example, will believe that an animal needs to only be slaughtered before sunset. Are you seeing connections to even the times of the day and things like that um, within different belief systems?
1: Yes, that would be interesting to view how uh, different religions would view this in terms of uh, the time of day for slaughtering. Um, there's not much made of... Uh, there might be some strands within certain specific religions that would emphasize the day of and the time of day for slaughtering as well as in which direction you're facing when slaughtering such an animal. There might be, but this uh, merely becomes a a very detailed aspect of preparing the meat especially. So uh, it's not a a very widely applicable rule in terms of uh, of, of how to uh, slaughter when it comes to the time of day. Mm. Um, I'm sure there are cultural Uh, 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 nuances in this regard Uh, within some cultures some rules uh, determine what time of day slaughtering is Mm, best mm.
0: Do you find that um, it, it is universal about the animals being spoken to prior to their lives being taken or what some might refer to as sacrificed or offered
1: yeah, yeah. It, it's difficult now to make a distinction uh, between an animal that is sacrificed. Well, at least it is important to realize when an animal is being slaughtered for the purpose of sacrifices, there's a very dedicated purpose for killing the animal. So it is prepared exclusively for a, a sacrifice. When it comes to human consumption, uh, there's a different understanding. The animal is uh, prepared and understood in terms of This is for human consumption, not dedicated to a deity. So uh, the animal, of course, would be uh, deemed differently in this sense. But the the way in which the slaughtering takes place will be quite similar, whether it's for a sacrifice or for human consumption. But in the minds of the one uh, performing the action of slaughtering, it will be very clear uh, whether this animal is for uh, purposes of uh, sacrifice or for human consumption.
0: Mm -hmm. Professor, in closing, what would you like to share with the the listeners just in regards to this relationship and link between spirituality and food preparation.
1: Yes, I think what is extremely important, especially in, at the times we are living in, is uh, that there's a growing tendency to be aware of the sustainable sourcing and production of food. Somehow we feel a spiritual connection between us and the earth and even the animals that we consume. So uh, uh, it should be sourced uh, responsibly. Uh, we are living on this world with limited resources, so whatever we put in our mouths to eat, uh, we should uh, raise it responsible. We should uh, source it responsibly. Also, with uh, emphasizing the spiritual connection between us and the environment, the the reality around us, um, every living thing that we encounter around us, there is a spiritual connection and therefore a sustainable way of preparing food or at least sourcing our food. I think that is an important aspect.
0: Professor Jakubers, thank you so, so much for your time on 702 Afternoons. If you would like to send through any suggestions or questions or thoughts you may have around beliefs, the belief matters and issues, and uh, uh, you want us to get an expert in to explain it to you, 702 Afternoons at 702.co.za.